2: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com.
0: Taylor Young, former Baylor linebacker, and he is in high school or coaching high school football up in the Dallas and Fort Worth area, and he joins us now on 365 Sports with Craig Smoke and Paul Catalina. I'm David Smoke. Taylor, thanks for your time. As a former player, and you had been a part of a couple of teams that struggled because of the change, the tradition, or the transition of coaching, but Baylor right now is struggling. What do you see when you have a chance to watch them?
1: Uh, you know, to be honest, I see a, a lot of small mistakes that I believe can be fixed, but just but honestly, effort it's really effort and just overall just like the small things by just running to the ball finishing tackles they're just on our, our just deepness inside the ball it just actually like they're doing their assignment to the best of their ability that's just all i see just uh i, I just believe it's the small things
2: how much do the small things improve when you play with confidence because taylor it just seems to me that the last year or so they're not playing very confident
1: no, duh. I mean, I see the same thing, but confidence is really everything. So I'm never playing for football. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't have confidence, then it's hard to play fast because you're always questioning things and you're questioning your assignments. you question questioning if I should have this type of, route, uh, you know, like if I'm spilling or if I'm boxing or if I have this route or if I have that route. So just having your confidence is it's everything in football, man.
3: Taylor, uh, do you see some some young guys that can be big-time players uh, given another year or two? And just uh, what's that process like of trying to, to get those young guys and extract the most that you can out of them? How do you how do you try to go about, you know, getting them that confidence earlier um, and, and, and ramping them up like that?
1: Honestly, man, just going back to step one, like, really, like with young guys, I think it's a mentality deal, you know, just introducing them to what the great study habits look like. Introduce them what the extra work looks like. It just changing their mentality of, hey, I'm here. I've made it to – I haven't done anything yet. I haven't made a name for myself yet. I need to be grinding all the time to be better. Like, I mean, football is really all about stacking days. Like, just stacking days on top of of each other, being better than you were the previous day. You know – And if you can change your mentality – that way, then I believe things will start slowly changing.
0: What are your thoughts on uh, the ups and downs? You've had the you did you did, went through that when you were at Baylor. The ups and downs, no the doubt. changes, and can you kind of feel for the team? But this is year four for Dave Aranda, although the COVID year right. kind of is one of those with an asterisk.
1: No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, you know, it's like for me right now. there's two things that are going to happen, especially when the things feel like they're all going bad. Like, like us was like, first off, you got to figure out who's staring the ship. And I'm not talking about Coach Randall or anything like that, but just as far as in the locker room, what type of leaders do you have? Like, Because there's two things that can happen in that locker room. But that's either you're going to fight or it's like you're going to fold. And, you know, and like, honestly, honestly, it depends on who's leading because it's easier to just give up whenever things are going on. You know, it's like your no way. And, like, it's all about who's leading that team and who's going out trying to get better day in and day out and having hard physical practices. You know what I mean? And everybody just being into getting better.
2: Taylor
0: Young, former –
1: Yeah,
2: okay. Taylor, you went through that year, the 1-11 year. You guys had that great game against Oklahoma. How did you How did you feel, feel the build, even though you weren't winning games? Did you feel the, the things building and, and, and gelling together after all you guys had been through?
1: Uh, you know, like that whole year was tough, you know what I mean, with just all the changes and all the different, like, you know, still having talent, but it, it being used in a different type of way. You know, because our, our rosters were different. You know, it was all about speed with Coach Browse and everything else. And Coach Rule, he wanted to be physical, but he didn't have the tools to do that at first. And so, uh, and so, honestly, uh, honestly, shoot, it's just it's, it's those small things that uh, you just gotta. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs>
3: That's oh, all you're right. all
1: good, man. Yeah. No. Can you ask the question for me again? Yeah.
2: What was it like? I mean, just going back based on what you said, that year was really difficult. How did you then come through it, like, with oh. all the different things were going on?
1: Well, oh, yeah, honestly, you just got to continue to fight. Continue to fight and making sure everybody's on board. And if they're not, like, addressing it, you know, just, just addressing it, you know, that's really the matter. Addressing the issues and, and being – being able to be able to build on something and have have a goal. Okay, goals might change in the season, but having a goal and say, hey, let's get better at this. Let's figure out what what we're doing wrong, and let's get better at these small things. And eventually, you'll start building into something
3: taylor as the, the losing streak continued on and that's what they're kind of in the midst of i mean they're looking at, at, at one and eleven right now themselves um you mentioned leadership you mentioned coaching the plan but how do you look at this team and, and how do you think that they you know stay the course even if the losses continue to pile up i mean it's one thing to kind of to see the long game but man every week it's another loss it's another loss just how did you deal with that personally and how did y'all deal with that as a team
1: well, yeah, you know, like I said, it's all about the leadership. And, like, at that time, I was the leader of that team. Like, and my mentality personally is, like, giving everything I got all the time, no matter what. And so you, you have to have that mentality pouring throughout the team. Okay, things are going our way. All right, our, our starting quarterback is hurt. But what does that have to do with you? You know what I mean? Like, that has nothing to do – like, you, you can't control that. You can only control yourself and what you bring to the table. And so that's honestly something that, I, that I, I still take take with me. And, like, I try to get pour that into anybody that I'm coaching or I'm teaching. It's like, well, what are you doing personally to be the best that you can be? Because all that other stuff that's happening around you, you have no control over. And so I just keep that in mind and just try to just tell people that and hopefully they're they're doing that same thing.
0: Devin Lemire, who was one of the few that came up and, like, hammered somebody during the game, not that there weren't other no tackles, doubt. but after the game, he expressed a lot of, like, what I thought was incredibly a very sincere frustration. And one no of doubt. the things he brought up, Taylor, was the lack of players being accountable or within the locker room. So people can discuss the coaching staff. They can put players in position. They can deal with injuries, et cetera. But what happens when you don't have or it appears as if there's a frustration on players like basically being accountable themselves?
1: Uh, you know, like like that comes from leadership. Like that comes from like addressing it head on. Uh, addressing the situations head on. Addressing your teammates head on and calling those guys out and understanding what's our way and do, 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 uh, do your personal um, habits align with our way, or are you going against us? And, like, that's pretty much the main thing is, like, you got to figure out where's the ship being steered to. Now, now are you helping out this ship, or are you constantly putting holes in it when, when anybody is looking? By and nobody's looking. And so you got to figure that out. And so, honestly, like, the best way to do it is just address it head on. And so, so sometimes that's uncomfortable in a, in a locker room at the end of it all, like, you like come out more healthy. Taylor,
3: uh, we kind of brought up the Oklahoma game in passing. I heard mm-hmm. you chuckle a little bit. We've actually got a poster here at the studio of your hit mm-hmm. on Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I'm just curious, how often does that still get brought up or do you end up seeing that picture? And is that – would you say of, like, the – all? I mean, you made so many plays. You were part of so many yep. great teams. But is that, like, the at the top of the pile of, of like – Encapsulate Taylor Young's career and it would be a picture of that hit on Baker Mayfield?
1: I mean, no doubt. Only in the and the reason why it is, because I'm not gonna take like because he was a great player, you right. know. And like and, and that was something that I, I wanna put out there. He was a great competitor and a hard nosed type of guy. So I wanna put that out there, but no doubt about it. Um it's one of my most memorable memorable moments, especially with a tough season especially if you are going through a tough season, like we did. So, just – I feel like it's just the epitome of who I am. Okay, well, we're 0-4, we're 0-3 or whatnot. It just continues to play with everything that I have. So, and no, no doubt about
2: it. Taylor, that was – I mean, you can show that video as, like, the perfect, like, way to hit a quarterback and not get caught. I mean, like, you know, no penalty. It was the – like, just straight through perfect tackle. Yeah.
1: Yep, yeah, it didn't feel like anything, which is the perfect hit. <laughs>
2: so you did, like so when you hit it, it just you just felt like you were going straight through.
1: Straight through, straight through a thin piece of paper. Mm.
2: <laughs> uh, that
0: picture, which is frozen in time, you see you see the cleats that are shredded on the field in the air. You see what like up? tape on every parts of your body. It is a violent and yet clean hit. Did Baker Mayfield yeah. say anything to you after that hit?
1: Uh, not after that hit. No, it was one. I, I want to say the draw before that I gave it to him that was real bad. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and it knocked the air out of him for a little bit. But I can tell you, just the competitor, who he is, man, he hopped right back up and acted mm-hmm. like nothing happened. He kept going. Yep, and so, honestly, that's, that's who he is. So, hey.
3: Yeah, and it's, it's proven out. He's still, you know, hanging around. Saw him on what, Monday Night Football just a couple of days back, and he's still he's still doing his thing and, and still being a fighter out there. Uh, so, Taylor, yeah. they're not going to play Oklahoma this year. They just played Texas for the final time as mm-hmm. a, a guy who played in the Big 12. You know, what are your thoughts on on not, you know, seeing a Baylor team line up against an OU or a Texas and just kind of all the changes? What do you make of that as a, as a former player?
1: Uh, man, you know, those games were important and just getting up Getting ready to play those games, like, it meant a lot because you knew a, a lot of people were going to look or were going to check that game out. So, you know, those are really important as a player. Um, I feel like not having them in the conference, man, it's is going to be a sad day, but just all the new type of talent uh, that's uh, like coming through, I believe it'll be okay. So, like, you know, with just guys like Utah, you know, Houston and stuff like that, like, those are guys, like, they're not as big, but it's still big names and it's something that's different. So.
0: what is it like to be a player and the coaching staff is taking heat?
1: <laughs> Man, you know, it just depends on what, what type of player you are, you know, like, and, you know, like his names that aren't there anymore, but because because out of, you know, it's one thing he talked about which just control what you can control. You know what I mean? Like, because they're taking heat, they're taking heat because we're not winning. You know, it's like they're taking heat because some people aren't doing their job, you know. So, uh, just control what you can control and try your best not to think about it and just keep dive into your crowd. That's the man. You got to dive into your craft when all this outside stuff is happening. You have no control over you. So, it's tough. You know, no doubt it's tough because people are talking about you on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know fans you know fans aren't aren't being fans, you know like they're like they're honestly talking about how bad you look or you know what needs to change and honestly none of that matters to you personally as a player. you know what I mean like you just gotta keep getting better or you or you can let it affect you and and now you you're stressing about things that you really have no control over you know so it just depends.
0: Taylor Young, former Baylor linebacker with us on 365 Sports. Had you ever been during that time yeah. when everything was just not working well in 16, um, did you ever have to kind of like calm another player down that might have been barking a little bit too much? Did you ever have those kind of moments without – and you don't have to mention the players, but yeah. be- because it, I, I – we all three of us remember. We weren't in the locker room, but we remember that was tough times.
1: No doubt, no doubt. Especially twenty sixteen when uh, I believe the head coaches Uh Yeah, yeah, that was that was just 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 with all the outside noise. It was a, uh, it was it was definitely hard. It was, it was definitely hard to hear, especially with people who were younger who didn't have nothing to do with the stuff that was going on, which a lot of us didn't. But uh. Yeah, you know, I'm like, like we had some personalities on the team that needed to be checked. You know, and we had to figure out what was going on. And it was just, it was a lot for everybody, players and coaches, you know. And, like, you know, so, like, the main thing didn't, like, the main thing is supposed to be football. It, It became something else. So, I mean, you know, as coaches, it's up to us as coaches to keep football the main thing. At all times, no matter what's happening outside. So you know that was just something that I believe that we lacked, but we did try to check it at the end. I believe we came together at the end. And just yeah, kept on playing hard, you know. So
0: won the bowl game uh, and uh, against Boise State. Can no, you no. can you reflect back? And, and there was so much turmoil because of the change and also the uh, the publicity, the negativeness. Of what was going on with people, everything. I mean, you as a Baylor football player, no matter what kind of a great young man you were, you were a, like you were a demon. You were bad because you were on the team yeah. that had so much attention. Can yeah. you kind of reflect back after the Texas game? I know there was a lot of controversy before that game, and it was a yeah. very tough ending. Um, did everything, in your opinion, did it just fall apart after that?
1: Well, you know, I can say this, man, that. Uh... I remember like it was yesterday, cause it was, man. Like that was something that was big happening, but it fell apart pre-Texas game, like the night before. So, so, whenever that big article came out, was when I believe things mm-hmm. started falling apart. Um, you know, I don't know all the factuals about that, so I'm not gonna speak on it like on on radio. But you know, but it was a lot of misinformation that that was put put out there in that. But like whenever. That came out. Um, I believe uh, football was no longer the main thing, and like that's really what, what I could say to what really happened with the season after that.
0: We have Phil Bennett on every Monday, and we know. We,
3: you, you, that's, that's a and you and you just explained it perfectly. By the way, yeah. you didn't say a lot, but you didn't need to. Like that just that made all the sense yeah. in the world. We got you there. You
0: uh, uh, he obviously tried to keep that thing together too. Coach Grove no did everything he could. Um, give us something about Phil Bennett, who loved you to death, recruited you. Uh, you had to go through the recruitment, always not large enough, tall enough, whatever. He no. loved you. He also knew no that win, among others. Uh, we'll run something with him on Monday the next time he joins us. Give us your just overall view of what you think of Phil Bennett.
1: Uh, well, you know, I also I, I worked with him, too, as yep. well in North Texas. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, so I want to say he's an amazing boss. He's an amazing boss. But, uh, man, he's hard nosed and he's a truth teller. That's what I like to tell. That's what I like to say. He's a truth teller and he's going to say whatever he thinks he needs to tell you to get you to play at your eyes level. And, you know, as a young guy, you know, just being criticized and stuff like that, like it it can shut you down. But what he's trying to build you into is like that criticism right there should honestly make you go harder and so uh, whenever you finally shed that skin like that soft skin that you had and you become somewhat of a man like you'll start taking that criticism and knowing that I need to go harder and so man Coach Bennett like he, he molded a lot of young men throughout time coaching probably 40 plus years like just molding guys and into becoming who they are and becoming confident young men and I can just appreciate like that's a guy who like, if I get married, I'm going to make sure he's at my wedding, mm. you know. He took a chance on me when nobody did. Nobody. Even though, you know, I didn't. I was All-American 5A player of the year in high school, you know. So he wasn't just taking just a chance. I'm just saying. Right. I was just short. <laughs> I,
0: I, 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 there's truth to you. What you just said is exactly what I mean, you're right. You were, you were an incredible right. player at uh, right, right, right. and, and, and DeSoto High School. Did all of those years at Baylor, how did that through the thick and the thin, through the high, the uh, exhilarating, and also the worst of times, how did that mold you?
1: Man, um, you know, I, I, I said this a lot just playing wise because my dad always mentioned it just growing up. But adversity causes some to break and some to break records. And I feel like I'm still living life and I'm going through life like I'm ready to break records. And um, I've been through a lot of adversity, and like you know, those are just things that's happening. Those are things that are going to happen, and like you just got to keep pushing through. Especially if you think you're trying to be great, like like if you're trying to be great, you can't let those small hurdles get in the way of, of, of like your true greatness, I guess. But uh, but yeah, just throughout all that, man, just keep hopping hurdles and keep going forward, I and mean, putting the right foot down and put your left foot down after that. Just keep moving.
3: Taylor I have to ask you this this is like separate from a lot of stuff we've been talking about but how much did uniforms matter to you players like how excited did you get for hey we're wearing the all black or we're wearing the chrome gold because there's a lot of debate you know fans wanted a blackout last week they don't have black uniforms this and that but like did that matter to you or to other players or is that something that genuinely like got you guys jacked up and ready to play at an even higher level.
1: Man, well, like that all black is some. That's something different. Yeah. You know, like you know, you made business when you put that all black on. But, but just no doubt, I remember playing ball and like you know having them gold chrome helmets, which we were probably one of the first teams to have. <clears throat> just saying, but, but but putting those gold helmets on, like they definitely they definitely did something to us. Like having that uniform, but like you know, the all gold and the all green and the all-white was cool with Coach Rule because Coach Rule was a hard-nosed, physical type. Like, everything about him was that, and I felt like that was okay. But uh, but uh this roster here seems to be a little bit more flashy, a little bit, you know, with a little bit more speedy guys and not necessarily just pound, pound, pound. I I want to seeing something different. And I, I know the players would, too, and the recruits would as well.
0: Taylor, uh, I know that there was a, a little Twitter back and forth with some former teammates about
1: <laughs>
0: making a comment about Matt Rowe at Nebraska compared to what it right. was like. It, Verkedrick, and I know you guys love each other, about no the time, about how he basically – it appeared as if he was trying to say that that he broke you guys. But yeah. you, you came back pretty quickly along with a couple of others. Did you talk to Verkedrick, and what what really – how you could explain what he was trying to say, and in return, your response?
1: No, duh, no, no, no. Uh, you know, no, duh. I can tell. he It was some truth in that statement that he had there. So I'm not going to totally discredit it. But uh, but like, like what I am going to say is that a lot of that stuff did happen. A, a lot of guys did um, have concussions and whatnot, but a lot of that stuff happened to guys that didn't really want to play ball for Coach Rose. As well, you know, but uh, or it didn't really go with the value with what Coach Rue was trying to do, um, and, you know, so some of those guys are, are my friends. Like I can say that Vakedric is my friend, and Vakedric thrived in that atmosphere and he loved Coach Rule, you know, like that was one thing about it. Um, but uh, yeah, like you know, a lot of that stuff, like you coming from a roster that was built off speed, built off running tempo offense. And then trying to switch it within a year of trying to be a pound-pound type of offensive team, or or really a good defensive whole front, like the, the defensive being the main priority. Um, practices change. You start being a little bit more physical. You start having periods that's nine on seven for more than ten minutes. You start changing the mentality of your linebackers instead of two-gapping things. We're, we're going to run through somebody's net you know, that type of stuff, you know, like those guys talk about it, but they also equipped us with, um, the different things that you can do to make sure that you don't go to those things. Like they wanted us to lift extra weights. They wanted us to do neck, like they put neck exercises into our, um, you know, our, our lifting program, you know, like they gave us the tools to get better. And as you can see, three years down the line, it worked, you know, it's like 12 of those guys. of course they end up graduating, with uh, random but it's like 12 of those guys 10 to 12 that's still in the league or floating around somewhere so like you know you know like the chef worked you know (laughs) like his his stuff his stuff works um you know and and the guys that didn't really like it i I hate to say it and i don't want to sound like i'm i'm being a a hard a hard uh ass or whatnot i'm sorry excuse me that's a hard or what um but they were soft. Uh, a, a lot of that, a lot of that stuff, they didn't really want to deal with the the day in and the day out of being physical. I had to get over it because that wasn't something I was used to. So, you know, like when Bright House was there, I never, we never took each other to the ground. So, you know, it's just stuff that you got to get used to and adapt.
0: Yeah, different coaching staff, different philosophies. Uh, one won a, a lot, and then one was able to turn around a disastrous year uh, through you're a right. tough time in one too. Uh no doubt. Taylor, you're with Richardson ISD. Are you coaching at uh, an intermediate school? Or are you at a high school? Where are you right now?
1: Uh, I'm at Richardson High. Uh, I'm the special teams coordinator here. Um, you know, we just got a new head coach here, uh, Coach Holloway, which he came from Richardson Berkman. He's the offensive coordinator there last year, um, so we're honestly just building a program up that it has been down for a long time, and like when we're enjoying it. We're three and two right now. The last year, like we went three and seven, so it's a big deal for us just to be out here trying to change the culture.
0: Use the example and the experience you have of being a part of that turnaround when you were at Baylor. Uh, are people in the chat saying that they have. Learned quite a bit. Very interesting. A lot of what we discussed and your truth serum from what you learned from Phil Bennett. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate your time, and uh, we uh, hope to see you soon.
1: No doubt. Thank, All you. Right, no, thank you. Taylor Young, good.
0: Richardson High School. Uh, now a special teams coach.